Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Foxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, the home of the very best daily fantasy basketball it's way better than all those other sites all those other sites you got to pick some salaries and some random guys keep going up and down and salaries doesn't make any sense none of that all you're doing on draft.com is drafting against other players every single night and if you use the promo code htb hashtag basketball htb you will get a free entry to your first draft it is uh, my favorite way of playing daily fantasy and hopefully it is yours too Use that promo code HTB when you download draft.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I heard, Mike, that if they did download draft.com and use the promo code HTB, that you would come to their house and watch a basketball game with them. Is that true? That is true, but the only way to prove that you have downloaded draft.com and use the promo code HTB is to take a screenshot and send it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That's the only way I will. And then I'll come to your house and I'll watch any game of basketball in the next of my choosing in the next 10 years with you. Oh, it's of your choosing. Not even going to let them choose. That's disappointing. I feel like you're going to choose like the worst game that no one wants to see. Like, the Knicks against the Hawks or like some terrible game like that. I feel like if I went to Mike's house to watch a basketball game and it was just uh, it was one of those nights on league pass where like pretty much every team played. I feel like Mike would be either be trying to get me to watch the bulls who no one wants to watch that or just the worst game of all the games that were on. Bulls are usually the worst game. I have watched a lot of Charlotte and cause usually they're the first game on and then a lot of Suns cause they're like one of the last games on so, like, my, my viewing habits this year have been a little mundane, to say the least. Okay, so I'd also like to do this. This is a new game I'm going to introduce this week. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. See, this is unprompted, but this is why I like it. Okay? So, we're going to use our friends at Hashtag Basketball, their rankings, right? We love them. And I'm going to call the game Top 50 or Not. Ooh. I like this. I, I, I like this a lot. Let's, let's do it. Oh, should I explain the game? It's, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? These guys are inside the top 50 right now. They are a top 50 player. I want to know, at the end of the season, is this guy a top 50 or not? Based on our hashtag basketball rankings, based on per game or totals, 8-cat or 9-cat. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's go. What do you want to go? What do you want to go? We'll go whatever you want to go. Let's do totals. And uh, let's do let's do eight cat. All right, eight cat totals. Okay, so top fifty or not, Mike? Let's see. First player I'm going to go with is Mr. Brandon Ingram, twenty first in hashtag basketball's rankings right now. Is he just, top fifty or not? And I'm gonna go with no. And for a couple of reasons, one, Brandon Ingram, just, I mean, certainly he's young enough to take a little bit of a leap here, but he's just, he's never done what he's currently doing. And the most important, I think, piece here with Brandon Ingram is Lonzo Ball is just coming back, who we, I think we might be talking about here in a little bit on our waiver wire show. And Zion Williamson is going to come back at some point as well. And I think Brandon Ingram just, 
shooting incredibly well, playing incredibly well, taking a bulk load of the usage for the Pelicans. That's not going to continue once everybody's healthy on that. And for that Zion thing, you know, it's been weird, right? They said six to eight weeks he was going to be out. Um, I believe we hit six weeks on Monday, and he's still not doing any basketball activities. So you got to think he's going to be out. You know, at least eight weeks and maybe a little bit more. But I'm with you. I don't I don't know that I'm buying the Brandon Ingram, although it has been a really good start for Mr. Ingram and a, a nice pleasant surprise. I will say that. Okay, 22nd in hashtag basketball's rankings. Mr. Montrez Harrell. Top 50 or not? I'm gonna go with yes, top 50. Yes, and, I uh, agree. Yeah. Better I mean, than people think. He's got a monster field goal percentage, so that really, really helps. A lot of people don't care about that. But he's also one of the best rebounders in the game. And what what are the Clippers going to do differently? They're going to move him around. Are they not going to play him and Lou Williams, the best pick and roll combo in the league right now, together over and over and over again? This dude blocks shots and gets rebounds and is scoring at a good clip against second teams. What's not to like? I, I don't know how that drops below top fifty. Okay, now this one's this one's interesting. I think twenty fifth. Ranked right now, Mr. Spencer Dinwiddie, top 50 or not? Wow. I'm actually surprised that he's ranked that high. He's been playing incredibly well. Should be picked up in all league. I guess once, I mean, Kyrie is playing. This is a tough one, Tyler. Starting, he's playing incredibly well. And I'm going to have to go with no. I think he sneaks outside of that top 50 eventually. Maybe the minutes go down a little bit to where they were kind of earlier in the season once the uh, once the nets figure out what the hell they're going to be doing but he's 26 and he's playing the best i mean he's playing like he's in his prime and he is he's 26 he's in his prime i don't know if all these numbers hold up especially some of these three-point numbers that he he's hitting and the assists but man if they do he, he could easily be a top 50 guy i'm gonna go with now though i'm with you it it it's a bet on someone on how much Kyrie plays too, right? Like if Kyrie's limited to 55 or 60 games, you know, Spencer Dimwini goes off and those other kind of 22, that's a big boost. And, and we talk about this a lot. When we talk about totals, like, you know, getting 75 to 80 games is a big boost, especially with a lot of people, you know, kind of hanging out in that 70 range now. So Dimwini's a guy who could – Use that to his advantage, too, if he can just play a few more games to some other guys. But I'm going to go also with no. Okay, I've got three more guys I'd like to ask you about. First, think, one, is, first one is number 28, Devontae Graham. Top 50 or not? Yes, assists. Okay, how about Mr. Bojan Bogdanovic for the Jazz, ranked 32nd, scoring incredibly well? I'm going to go with no. Don't think I don't think it holds up. He's playing very very well, shooting very well. I don't think it holds up. Okay, so this is the this one is a very surprising man. He's actually ranked number fifty right now, but a young player, Mr. Luke Kennard, top fifty or not? Oh, I'm gonna go with no, but it's close. And we've seen we could potentially be seeing a bit of a breakout for Luke Kennard. He's doing a little bit more playmaking. He's an elite three-point shooter. I mean, for his career, he's shooting 40%. There's not that many guys who can hit 40% for their career. And we're talking a good number of attempts now. He has almost 600 attempts for his career. I've been a fan of what Kennard's doing. Now, 
he's a little bit difficult in fantasy because there's no blocks and no steals, and you know how I don't like that. But the rebounds have been okay. The assists have been pretty darn good. And then, obviously, a lot of threes, good points, good percentages. Uh, I think Luke Kennard is very underrated in most fantasy leagues, and you could probably trade for Luke Kennard for someone who's you know outside the top 75 or maybe even outside the top 100 and give yourself a nice value. Like, I just don't think people are, are hip to what Luke Kennard's doing quite yet. Luke Kennard is only rostered in 70% of Yahoo leagues, so there is oh, a very, exactly, right? yeah, very good opportunity here to uh, go out and get him off of your waiver wire. And this is week seven for that waiver wire. And I think there's, there's quite a few players out there that just aren't, that are not on enough teams. We always talk about Marco Fultz and that number for Marco Fultz has finally, finally gone up. I think people are listening to the show, Tyler. Marco Fultz was, I think like in the, like the 20 some percent. And now he's around 45 on Yahoo. So that's very positive. People are finally catching up to that. Uh, we talked about Daniel House as well in our last episode. What's uh, I know people have gone back and forth with, with him due to the fact that he sits out with a little injury here, here and there. But Daniel House is a top 50 player right now. And that he's only rostered in 45% of leagues doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean... It's weird. It's weird how this whole transaction and free agency thing works. Like some guys, they have a good game and it's like they're shooting up to 60, 70%. And then there's other guys like Fultz and like House. It's like, you know, they play well for a month and they can't get over 50%. It's just, I mean, I guess maybe not them. And, and the Rockets, you would think, you know, they're a good team. They've been in the playoffs the last how many years, right? Like, I think people would be watching them. I kind of get it with the magic in the sense that like they're not a super flashy team and they don't get a lot of national TV games and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's just weird to me how it, some guys, like I said, they just shoot up so quick and other guys just can't, they can't move the needle. Yeah. It's, I wonder, it's usually name recognition and name recognition still goes a very, very long way, which is, you know, that's a good way to bury yourself in, in leagues just to go by who you've heard of. Like, I think it's really easy to exploit guys who go by name other, I guess, other players in your fantasy league who go by name recognition. And you can see this. I'm looking at it right here. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the percent owned on Yahoo, which is what we usually go by. Aaron Gordon, 90%. Kyle Kuzma, 76%. Marcus Soule, 72%. DeAndre Jordan, 69%. All of those just atrocious should not should not be rostered in that many leagues. Any of those we talked about this with the Jordan one, like in a lot of leagues, Jordan was going over Jared Allen in the draft, and I'm like, why, why, why is why are you picking Johnny Jordan over Jared Allen? Like, even if the minutes are going to be split, give me Jared Allen, give me the young guy who's got some upside and should be playing more minutes, and it's bared out so far that he is playing more minutes. Right, it's like twenty six and a half to twenty one and a half. And Jared Allen has been a lot better. And, you know, DeAndre Jordan just, I mean, he's fine. If you really want to own him for, if like, if you need rebounds, I can kind of see it. Like, he's averaging over a block and nine rebounds. How many guys are averaging nine rebounds a game? Not that many. But just DeAndre Jordan's not, not that good. And he's not as good as you think. Like, he's the 118th ranked player on the season. Like, that's, that's fine. But it's not, like, otherworldly. 
Let's, I want to talk about a guy who has only been in the league for two weeks. He's also owned in 69% of leagues, just like DeAndre Jordan. His name is Carmelo Anthony, who is currently, I believe, on, per game, a uh, standard league relevant player. Yes, he is. He is a standard league relevant He's player. He's the Western Conference Player of the Week, Mike. Well, that's not – that's absurd, I think. That should not be happening. I mean, so, you know – James Harden had a 60-point game. <laughs> Luka Doncic averaged almost 30 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. Good. And Carmelo, I, I, I don't understand how Carmelo beat either one of those two. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe somebody could clue me in. I get Carmelo's a good story, and Carmelo is actually is playing very well. And Carmelo is underrated in the sense that, you know, people were writing him off that he was trash and he wasn't going to even, you know, do anything. And he's scoring 17 points a game, averaging six rebounds, 1.7 three-pointers. Like, he's fine. I mean, I don't – I said this, you know, I think when he signed that, like, what can Carmelo do? He can hit some three-pointers and he can score and he's going to rebound okay. Like, that's what Carmelo's always done. So I don't I don't know that it's a super huge surprise if he's playing 30 minutes. I figured it would take him a little longer to ramp up. Like, I'm surprised he was in as good of basketball shape as he was. Didn't have to leave. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not super shy. Now, I didn't think he would score 17 points. I think when we talked about this, you know, when he signed, I was like probably 13, 14 a game. And he's, he's obviously outpacing my expectations a little bit. But we've seen Carmelo do this for a long time, right? So I would say that it's it's relatively real. I think you pick him up off the waiver wire. If he's out there on your waiver wire here for two reasons. One... He's a hot hand. Always always pick up the hot hand off the waiver wire. Always get them in your roster. Get them in and stream them into your lineup. But the reason I'm almost leaning towards Carmel Anthony maybe more than some of these other players is what we already just talked about, name recognition. Carmel Anthony, obviously, already rostered in almost 70% of leagues because his name is Carmel Anthony, because he is Carmel Anthony. He's a great story. For some reason, he's the Western uh, Conference Player of the Week, which makes absolutely no sense. Another good reason to pick up Carmel Anthony because he has value. So, like, I, I don't always pick up players simply because they're going to help me win a week. Sometimes I pick up players off the waiver wire because I know I can move them for somebody else. Now, if Melo is still on your waiver wire, maybe the, you're, the league you're in is not really into name recognition right now. But another, you know, week or so of, of Carmelo Anthony getting, getting wet in Portland then you might have yourself a nice little trade piece to to send out. And worst case scenario is he goes back to the waiver wire where he will probably be. Like, I think he'll be on the fringes as long as he's playing 30 minutes, which I thought what well, is a surprise to me. He's playing 30 minutes. As long as he's playing 30 minutes, he'll be on that fringe of that waiver wire. But I, I just don't think there's any there, – there's no ceiling there that, that indicates that he's going to be, like, a great player. It's just this is Carmelo. This is what he does. And what does he have, Tyler? He has rest. He's rested. And he won't be rested in that long slog of an NBA season come January, February. Those those legs will probably start to give. Yeah. So I found this tweet, the one I was talking about. So Carmelo averaged 22, 8, and 3 in the three games he played last week. James Harden averaged 47, 4.5, and, and 6.5. And Luka Doncic averaged 39 and 9. Anthony Davis averaged 28, 11 and 3. And Carl Towns averaged 24, 13 and 6. Hmm. I mean, that. that. 
I guess narrative is a real thing, Mike. I guess we can say that. That's that's real life. Narrative has always been a real thing. One of the top players here on the transaction trends here for Yahoo is Kevin Looney. Kevin Looney is back for the Golden State Warriors. Now, we haven't seen him play any games. In, haven't seen him play any games in the last 20 games. Right now, not sure what he's going to be doing. This could probably be a slow ramp up back for Looney. But Looney was a standard league player last year, and Looney is now on a team that needs a just needs more bas- NBA basketball-worthy players to play minutes on it because the Golden State Warriors have completely imploded. He is currently rostered in only 30% of leagues. Do you think Kevin Looney is a standard league player for the rest of the year? Kevin Looney he played 15 minutes tonight. He was one for three with two rebounds and two blocks and two points. Looney is a, a player I like to call a fantasy tease. And those guys, like, they're always just doing a little something that you're like, man, that was good, right? Like, he'll have a game where he drops, you know, a 10 and 10 double double with two blocks. And you're like, oh, man, that's good. That's good. It's a good night. And then it's just like he disappears, whether it's he's playing 15 minutes or he just doesn't really give you the stats you want. And then, boom, he pops back up with another big game where he blocks, you know, four shots and he has 10 rebounds. And so, man, I don't know. I don't really ever know what to think about Kevon Looney. I'm fine with you streaming him right now. If I have to pick him up and hold him, I don't want to do that at this point. Like, played 15 minutes tonight. It's probably a good couple weeks before he plays big minutes. And we've never really seen him play big minutes. It's another thing to say. Like, he averages 14 minutes a game for his career, and this is his fifth NBA season. Now, you could say, okay, the Warriors don't have a lot of depth at center, but I'm pretty sure they want to play Eric Pashal. I'm pretty sure they want to play Willie Colley-Stein. And they actually started all three of those guys together tonight, which is strange. And they also have Draymond Green, who sat out because it was a back-to-back. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not super into Looney, and I definitely – I mean, I'll stream him. That's fine, but I don't really want to hold him. Sure, he is a long-term hold, and I think a lot of people who just went and picked him up were very excited. Back, I I think he'll get more minutes on this team just because he has to get more minutes on this team. So that could kind of keep him as maybe an end of the bench type player. But like the the upside to me isn't like isn't great enough to be like, all right, I'm I'm giving my number one waiver wire pick here, and I'm going all in, and I'm going to hold on to this guy until he ramps back up because i know he's going to be like a top 70 top 60 player i just i don't see that as a future for- i mean we saw it in the drafts that like you know some guys were getting pretty hot on him and, and thinking he was going to be uh the cat's meow and i just yeah i'm not i've never been a huge fan of Lindy's game like I, I think he's going to be he's going to be fine but like like you said he's probably going to be in that you know outside the top 100 range just player that may be fine to hold in a 12-team league when he gets ramped up, but at the same time, like, it's not like he's... I, there's no way I can cut this guy. I think, he, like, what he'll do well is get you that steal block and get you a really good field goal percentage, but, like, we've seen kind of a, a some more people come out of the woodwork down near the waiver wires, and, and probably some of these guys are just rostered, who can get you almost a steal, almost a block, and really good field goal percentage, or do something a little bit more than that. Like, so this case scenario, when you look at his 19 minutes last year, you're looking at a guy who's going to give you like 10, 10, 
and a steal and a block. And like, that's good. That's pretty good. If you don't care about percentages though, it's, that's just a, that's just a streamer. Like you're talking about like kind of like a little bit better Nerlens Noel. Yeah. And I think that's kind of his best case too. Like I, I think it'd be worse than, than Nerlens Noel. Is that crazy to say? Like the minutes are a little bit more secure, but like, Will he get the the steel block combo like up to one a game? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know, the free throws are obviously not going to be great, but there's usually a limited volume. I think we could also see, I mean, like he averaged 5.2 rebounds in 18 minutes. Like what is the most he's going to play? Like 25? So I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to be 10 rebounds. I think it's going to be more like seven, seven and a half. And so like, you know, you start talking about that, and then maybe he gets you 10 points. Maybe. So, you know, like, if it's 7.5 and, and 9 with 0.8 steals and a block, are, are you really that excited about it? No, not really. I mean, that's, like, a, somewhere around the fringes of, like, being maybe a top 100 player, but maybe not. And it, it relies on you caring about field goal and turnover to be a top 100 player. And okay, so here's what he is like Dario Sarge has given you ten and a half, seven, a steal, and half a block. Isn't that what Looney like? You know, I mean, that's that sounds similar to what Looney's going to give you, I think. And so Dario Sarge is 54% owned and in, in you know that 110 to 120 range. Dario Sarge is playing a lot more minutes with Aaron Baines out now that there's just like no bigs on the Suns. Darius Sarge is actually playing more minutes and Darius Sarge could, I think can be a better fantasy asset. Let's say both of those Looney and Darius Sarge play 30 minutes a game for the rest of the season. I like Darius Sarge better just because he does a bunch more stuff. I'm with you, but that's my point is like, you know, don't get super excited about, Looney here. Well, here we go. We'll go right to this guy. He's on the same team. Willie Colley Stein. The stats for the season are 7.7, 6.6, 1.1 steals, 1.1 blocks with pretty good percentages. And you could say Looney's going to shoot a better field goal, but Colley Stein's going to shoot a better free throw. And Willie Colley Stein is in ranked 120th right now. You know I mean, like it, he's the same player as Willie Colley Stein in a lot of ways. So you're looking at a guy who's like 120th, and that's in a 12-team league. That's ownable, sure, but that's you know that's a guy I might cut if something really good pops up on the waiver wire. And in a 10-team league, that's barely rosterable. Yeah, I would agree with that. I want to talk about a player that might have a little bit of upside. Someone who was, you know, maybe a, just a little has been a little disappointing this season, but actually quite a few guys on this team have been a little bit disappointing. Joe Ingle with Mike Connolly potentially, you know, coming like just like in the, in the biggest slump of his life, Mike Connolly, which is, it's just sad. It's just really sad that he's uh, like everybody who went big on Mike Connolly, including myself. There's nothing you could do. Like he's, he's still rostered in 95% of leagues. Mike Connolly is, and there's just nothing, you, there's nothing you can do. Uh, you got to just wait this out and hopefully I've seen players. I can remember times where players have had slumps that are like a third of the season long. Mike Connolly's getting to that point. So like, it's very, 
you know, like I think he'll play his way out of it because he's Mike Connolly. I'm a little bit worried about Mike Connolly and feel free to dump on Mike Connolly as much as you want, Tyler. But Joe Ingles was a much better fantasy player over the last two years being standard league relevant this year, kind of fallen outside of that, not playing enough minutes, but with Mike Connolly's out, Joe Ingles is kind of their facilitator on this team. And I, I think that might boost his value here. Do you think you would go out this week? Maybe not this week, but do you think Joe Ingles has the ability to be a top, let's say top 100, top one. Yeah. Let's say top 100 player. In the short term, with with Mike Connolly, maybe let's say sideline for a couple of weeks. And we don't we don't necessarily know what what's up with Conley, right? He left with what they called hamstring tightness. Is that what I saw? That's what so I'm you know, I mean, hamstring injuries can be tricky, sure, but tightness could also just be a cramp that ends today. Um, to answer your question, though, I think we have seen Joe Ingles be a top 100 player for a couple seasons. And, you know, if he's going to play that facilitator role, he definitely can be a top 100 player again. The You got to know what you're buying with Ingles. And I think that's important. Like, he's not going to score a ton. He's going to give you decent rebounds, decent assists, a steal, some good threes. But, you know, what are you going to get? Like, 9, 10 points, maybe, if he's playing, like, 32 minutes. So, you know, know what you're buying. I like Ingles. I think he has a fantasy-friendly game, especially for, you know, teams that are super need points, but they need some threes, they need some rebounds, assists, steals. 58% own, so he's definitely out there in a lot of leagues. I, I Would I pick up Joe Ingles? Yeah, I would pick up Joe Ingles for sure. I think that i pick him up in pretty much any league. I might even pick him up in a 10-team league because if he can get you four and a half or five assists, we talk about this all the time. How many guys getting five assists are available on the waiver wire? Very, very few. So if, if, if he can do that, sure. And this Utah team has been weird, and you mentioned it. They're just trying to integrate a lot of new pieces, right? Like they're trying to integrate Bogdanovich, who's been like their leading scorer, right? And they're trying to integrate Mike Conley, and they're switching angles to a new role. And so there's just been a lot of fluctuation here. And I think, you know, going back to playing angles a little bit more may settle things down a little bit and, and make the Jazz a little bit more efficient on offense. And I, I think this uh, Joe Engel pickup is, is kind of a sneaky good pickup for maybe teams that are hanging out in the middle of the pack in like a 12-team league is that Joe Engel's kind of gets a little bump with Mike Connolly's out for a little while. So like you're really, you know, pick him up to stream him maybe for the next game or two, see what happens. Maybe Mike Connolly is out a little bit longer. Maybe they they want to keep Mike Connolly out just because he's slumping so bad just to like get his mind right, get his, get him healthy so he can come back and, and, and really play better for that team. And I think there's a decent chance maybe you can pull off you know, two or two or three weeks of, of Joe Ingles kind of being a little bit better than average. And that's putting you over the edge in your on your like kind of like your weekly head to head teams. So I think that's that's probably a good place for Joe Ingles in the in those head to head 12 team leagues because he, he gets you about every a little bit of everything. The question for you is what is up with guys that go to the jazz and just they can't find it. Like Ricky Rubio did this a couple years ago, right? When his first year with the Jazz, like they just seemed to start off like very, very poorly in their first kind of go around. 
in Utah, and maybe it has something to do with Quinn Snyder's, you know, system that he's running or, or what, I don't know, but we saw Rubio kind of finish that season with a flourish a little bit, and I would not be surprised if Conley did the same thing. Like, you know, it gets a little hairy now, especially if we don't have any IR spots if, if we hear that Conley's going to miss a couple weeks, but if he's back in the next game, he'd still be a guy I'd be trying to acquire because I think – he's going to find it at some point. And we know that Mike Conley can be like a top 35 player. Now he may never reach those heights this year, but if we looked up at the end of the season and saw Mike Conley was a top 50, top 60 player, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Our, uh, our old friend paper base brought that up. I think just the other day on, on Twitter, you know, what's, what's going on with the Utah jazz. Maybe we need to uh, do a more of a, a, a trend on the Utah Jazz's point guard system simply because of what they did to Rubio, and obviously Rubio is fine. Uh, and now Mike Connolly. And uh, you know, what's going on there? Are teams are teams able to defend their guards better? Is it is the system just so just free flowing where you want to move the ball quicker? I don't watch a, a lot of Utah Jazz, so I don't know. I, we might have to look into that, Tyler. I think it's this part of it too, like Rubio specifically, right? And and Conley's a much different player because Conley's a much better shooter. But Rubio for Phoenix and um, in his time in Minnesota was the initiator, right? Like he set the plays, he ran the plays, he found the open shots. You know, a more traditional point guard, so to speak. In Utah's system. You know, watch a jazz game. Conley's not bringing the ball up every time. You know, sometimes it's Donovan Mitchell, sometimes it's Joe Ingles, and you mentioned it. They're just they're flinging the ball around a lot more, and so it's difficult. It's a difficult system for I think those guys to grasp because you know you go from having the ball, having the ball, having the ball, and now you got to play a lot off the ball, and that's just a whole different role. And we've seen certain point guards, Drew Holiday, right? Drew Holiday is very good off the ball, but other guys just aren't. And it's a big adjustment. And I think Mike Conley is kind of still in that adjustment period of figuring out where he's supposed to be. And, you know, playing off the ball is a whole different animal in the sense that, you know, you have to play off the other four players too because the the spacing on the court's got to be right. So you got to learn a lot of stuff really fast. And with the way the offseason is, relatively short it's hard to pick up all that i think you know just over training camp and over the preseason so i think it only gets better for mike conley hope so uh, there's there's nowhere to go but up you would think but he still hasn't he still hasn't figured it out he still hasn't figured out how to get, get up hopefully this little you know buy low like i guess like the, there's nothing you can do other than that because i'm not selling him he's on like a few of my teams and there's just i'm gonna keep hold him until i can't keep a hold of him any longer tyler are there any other like i guess waiver wire players out there that you've been looking at that you've been maybe picking up in your leagues currently that you want to talk about oh man players i've been looking at trying to pick up that's a good question i picked up some jake crowder he had that nice double double on sunday i feel like he's a little bit under owned at 38 percent Nothing sexy about Mr. Jay Crowder, and maybe that's that's why he's available in a lot of my leagues. But I've been I've been streaming him a good deal. Let's see here. Anybody else? I've been I've been looking at a lot of guys. I've been watch listing a few. Man, I don't know. You know the guy. Here's a guy that I'm excited about, but I'm not quite ready to pick up yet. 
I think we talked about this at the beginning of the season, but I will mention his name again. Darius Garland, 22% owned. Okay. Have you been watching any Cavs, Michael? No, I try not to. Well, that's that's fair. They're not a they're not a super fun team. But Garland, so far this season, hitting 38.1% of his three-pointers. That's pretty good, right? If you look just over the recent stretch, that number is much, much better. And I think he... So over the last 10 games for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Darius Garland is hitting 44.4% of his three-pointers. I think there's the potential that he is an elite three-point shooter. He's only playing still like 28 minutes a game, but they're giving him a little bit more responsibility every day, I think. And so he's going to be a points and three streamer going forward for sure. And I think there's the potential that come January, he's a guy you definitely want to own. And he kind of plays that Shea Gilgis Alexander of last year where it's like he keeps just climbing the rankings, climbing the rankings, climbing the rankings until you look up at the end and he's a top 100 player and you're like, whoa, 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 where did that come from? And you're like, why, how, how did this happen? So there's a, there's something right in, and, and maybe if you're in a little bit deeper league and he's out there cause he's only 22% owned, he's a guy I'd pick up for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. I'm keeping an eye on, I'm not, I'm not picking these guys up on my waivers just yet, but I'm keeping an eye on uh, Deandre Brimry for the Atlanta Hawks. Just, kind of a steals monster and i know that's really really great in streaming leagues but if he can get you know a, a few more minutes maybe if he can get you know if he can get a shot just a, a little bit better from behind the arc he's 20 he's 25 so he's not he's not a young guy perhaps he starts getting into a bench type role on a, in a 12 team league but i mean the steals are keeping me interested in them. And if something happens on the Atlanta Hawks team where th- th- they got to play Brimery a lot more often, could be he could be someone who sneaks into that top 100, at least temporarily. Oh, and you know you know my affinity for guys who can get some some massive steals. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Brimery. I think that you and I have been going back and forth on this for a couple of years, right? Like, why, why does he not get more playing time? Because... The stats always seem pretty good. If you watch a, at least when I watch a Hawks game, I always think he plays pretty well and he does some stuff that you're like, wow, that was that was a good play by Bembry. But he can just never quite seem to get the necessary minutes. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I I wish he would play more. Let's put it that way. I agree. I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting for with on the Atlanta Hawks team. Tyler, I think that's it for the waiver wire for week. Seven. Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tommy Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen to this podcast. We really appreciate all you listeners. And if you really want to support the show, go check out Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes, where you will get exclusive content and you'll help support the show. Both of those things, incredibly good. Very positive things to do if you want to stay ahead of the game are quick hits. I might have to do a quick hit on Mike Connolly, a little sneak preview. Joe Ingles is going to be talked about in that podcast. But if you want to stay ahead of the game of the people in your league, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And if you like daily fantasy, go to draft.com, download them on your phone, go to the website online and use the promo code HTB. That's hashtag basketball. 
and you will get a free entry to your first draft and you help support this show. So both of those things are really good. That's it for me. That's it for us. And we will see you very soon. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you.